Hey, welcome aboard, everybody. It is the Thursday edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this every day, so we're glad you're here. Don't forget to stop by and check us out tomorrow, not just for the regular show, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, but vroom, vroom, it's NASCAR. Do you know where we're going this week, Scott? Uh, I actually do not. Fontana. Fontana, yeah. California. Daytona's so. cousin. Daytona's cousin. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird track, so it'll be fun. In my defense, I always do my NASCAR research the day before the show. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So I'm doing it later tonight. <laughs> Very good. If, if you asked me that question tomorrow, I would have known where it was. By the way, don't forget to do Clar. I forgot to talk about it in the meeting that we just had for an hour. So I'll say uh, it. I didn't forget. I'll say I, it on the air. Well, you forgot last week. So. Beautiful thing. You forgot last week, so that's what I'm saying. Don't forget. Google Calendar, beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Crash landed in the house and uh, on the way to work, fellas. You ready to talk a little NBA? Absolutely. Welcome back to the NBA. Uh, G Money checking in and hello to you too, G Money. <laughs> Temple Plus 12, Big X is in the house. Nathan Cerna. Scott's Kentucky screwed me first half money line, but I did manage to hit a five-team college basketball teaser for three units. Okay. Well, I said I liked the under in that Kentucky game. I, I know you did. That. I like the over, so i call. What's up? Yeah, I know. Oh, dude, I had horrible day. Hor- hor- horrible, horrible. Plus, I had food poisoning. So, uh, you know, remember people were like saying that I looked tired and shit? Yeah, I did. And I felt like crap. I got off the air and it just started like, you know, coming out. So, you know what I'm saying? What, from what? Uh, I've narrowed it down to either a uh, red pepper that had a couple soft spots in it, but I cut them out and used it anyway, or I had some crab, and like the fake crab stuff that I made a, a little crab and guacamole salad and yeah. said the date on it was the 24th i used it on the 22nd but i don't know those are the, those are the two culprits at this point but it was uh i don't know how bad it was but assuming it was terrible i'm gonna go with the crab <laughs> yeah it, it was not pleasant it was not pleasant at all my friend so yeah i didn't even do videos last night i just because uh, i just i looked like crap I, I i had i did some research i did a couple premiums but i wasn't sure i could sit anywhere for five minutes without uh Making a stop. So anyway, that's that's it. oh yeah, and I fuck I missed every game. The fucking world's in flames. Uh, it's colder than shit. I got it, it was a terrible day. Just a terrible, terrible day all the way around. Uh, the dieting man's best friend. No shit, Magellan. Dude, I'm down ten pounds in uh, without without the food poisoning. Uh, so I don't even know. I haven't weighed today, but I'm down ten now pounds. You're down twenty pounds. Probably, probably it could be another five. Uh, I like eating seafood as fresh as possible. Yeah, dude, that's in Missouri. That ain't happening. That's and that's the problem. That's why I got it. Well, I got a fucking prepackaged thing at Aldi, and you know, I yours know. also imitation. So that helps. I know, I know better. It's 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 basically white fish with some orange shit painted on it, and they go, mm, it's yeah. crab. So, but the white fish could still be bad. So, yeah, no question about it. So it's good to be here. Uh, of course, I want to remind you guys: don't forget to uh, like and subscribe, all that stuff, and check out our pal Chris King over there doing his thing on Just Parley. Chris and Jim. Let me tell you something, dude. This guy. He's fucking on fire and hitting. He's hitting the parlays. I may have to rethink my whole life about not playing parlays because uh, this week he hit a four teamer. So and an eight teamer, an eight teamer. I don't even. I don't even know what that pays. I'd have to look it up to see what an eight teamer pays. Uh, and then last week he hit four two teamers, a, a, a four a four teamer, and a fucking six teamer. That's 
and it's they're all there. It's all very. It's not bullshit. It's not like fucking somebody put it on Twitter. It's on his. It's on his videos. That's 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 hard to believe, man. That's a year. That's if you play that right, that's a year's worth of that's a year's worth of profit right there. Fucking eight, eight teamer. Listen to his show. It's it's incredible, and he's like. He's like a uh, senior version of you. He's got a very, uh, not quite didactic. Uh, Analytical mind? I don't, no, I was talking about memory, not quite a didactic, oh. I, I, even didactic memory, but just a very good memory for sports. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Page, Chris King is on fire. Yeah. If you guys listen to him, you know I'm not bullshitting you. So, and if you don't listen, you should. You should. So, I know that's a lot of time to carve out for us. That's, that's, you know, we're asking for two hours of your life. So, I know, uh, but yeah, Ryan Page said he had a three-teamer for a grand yesterday. Uh, he had a 13-teamer yesterday. Arkansas killed it. Arkansas State. Oh, God. God, no pressure, Scott. No pressure. Um, uh, Chris King has great powers. That's why he started listening like an autistic genius. I don't think he's autistic, but yeah, I, I'd go with the genius part. Uh, Denver minus four against Sacktown tonight, Scott. Should we just fly into the NBA? You smell that? The NBA coming back? It's a little fishy, that one. Oh, oh, don't even start with it. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't even talk about a bad fish smell. Just saying, though, that Denver line does look, I'd say, questionably short. I actually like Sacramento in that spot, mm -hmm. but I'm going to stay away completely. Denver was... I got to ask you, though, in general about the NBA, because this is kind of the main underlying theme that people recognize but don't really know what to think about. What are your thoughts on teams that were playing really well or really poorly entering an all-star break coming back? I'd have well, I think if you're you'd have to look for the reasons. If if some of the guys were banged up, if you had some injury problems, some guys that were in and out of the lineup, or maybe they were out for a couple of games, you give you give them what, five days to get well. So mm -hmm. I think I think that's a huge I think that's a huge plus. But as far as like the streaks go, I don't think that does much one way or the other to cool them off or heat them up. You, I'm I'm not really sure. I feel like every team's a case study, but Denver was playing arguably its best basketball of the season going into the break. Sacramento was not, but now Sacramento is back home. Uh, they can potentially hit the reset button. Denver looks like the obvious play. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I do think that Sacramento has some talent that. Denver can't exactly match up with pretty easily. Like, you're looking at Denver. Of course, you know, nobody can guard Jokic. You look at the rest of the team. Do they have a lot of talent elsewhere? Not really. You look at Sacramento. They're not a good team, but does Denver have anybody to put on De'Aaron Fox? No. Do they have anyone to put on Sabonis? Not really. Do they have anybody that really matches up well with Harrison Barnes? Not really. I do think Sacramento has some pieces that could give Denver's defense some issues, so I'm going to go with the Kings. Okay. All right. Very good. Hey, before we go too far, don't forget to check out our buddies over there at BetMGM. Doing a couple great deals right now. Of course, all the details are in the show description. Basically, Scott, now that the NBA is back, 10 bucks, 200 bucks if somebody hits a three-pointer. All you got to do is bet $10 on any NBA game, and you get that little bonus. And, of course, it's a free first bet once again up to $1,000. All you have to do is deposit $10 or more. And then the uh, first bet is pretty much on BetMGM. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Somebody asking about the Marshall Middle Tennessee contest here for today. Um, Middle Tennessee, Scott. 
good team. Good team. They've been, they've been a, a good team, especially, uh, like you said, uh, against the number and at home, 9-2 and two at home against the spread. They've been good as a favorite, 11-2 and two against the number. So they beat the teams by, uh, that they should beat and take care of business. Very good in conference play, this Marshall team. It's been a train wreck for, I don't know, pretty much most of the season. They've had a little rally lately, winning three of their last four. Uh, meanwhile, the Blue Raiders, Scott, won six straight, covered five straight. I think we're getting a pretty good number there. It's a, it's another fishy number, if, uh, if, if I'm telling the truth, because six and a half seems almost a little short against this Marshall team. Having said that, I don't want any part of the thundering herd right here. What about you, buddy? Well, we had the story... Same exact story the last time Middle Tennessee played. They played against UTEP at home. Money came in on UTEP, and I didn't care because Middle Tennessee State was undefeated at home. I believe they were laying five in the end, and they smacked them. So now you have Marshall, who is three and nine, is both straight up and ATS on the road. They beat Southern Miss on the road last game. Congratulations. You know, Southern Miss, hell of a team. What did they lost? Ten in a row? Yeah. Like they're atrocious. Not good. I'm going with the Blue Raiders because at home, they will really just bend anybody to their will. And yes, Marshall has talent and they could keep it close. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Blue Raiders here. I have to. You know, this is a, they played this game about three weeks ago in West Virginia there. And Marshall was actually favored by two and a half. Middle Tennessee won it outright by two. Um, this is a Marshall team that, uh, Likes to put up some three pointers, but they're uh, we've talked about them before. They're not particularly good at it. They shoot less than thirty percent from distance, but they can get hot. So the games where they have won, they've gotten they've gotten hot from beyond the arc. So we'll see it's how. Also, that... the defense. I mean, you got D'Antoni's brother, who's the coach. You're not going to guard anybody. I mean, that's kind of what Marshall does, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it pretty much it pretty much is. So we'll see how that one goes. I think you and I are both on Middle Tennessee State there. Murray State minus three. Does that smell a little bit? Hmm. Could that be bad crab, Scott? It definitely does smell a bit odd, but Belmont's a psycho team. I mean, we've talked about this Belmont team the entire season. They're 24 and five. So record wise, they're good. Of course, they're going to need to win the conference tournament to actually make the tournament. So they're one of those teams, but Belmont's a a team that you want to trust. And then as soon as you're at the finish line, they blow a game and you're back to where you started. I can't trust Belmont. Murray State, the entire season, has been extremely solid. They're 26-2. and They're 14-0 and straight up at home. They're 8-2-1 ATS. Belmont does look like the potentially sharp play because of how low the line actually is. I'm still going Murray State because Belmont could play well. They also could play poorly. Murray State's just more consistent to me. So I'm going to go with the Racers at home. Yeah, this is a Belmont team that I think has a lot of love from their past performances. Uh, I think they've been a little bit overvalued in the market all season long. And, and, and if anything, they've been overvalued lately because they have fa- won, uh, what have they won, 10 straight, and they have failed to cover the last six in a row. So that's that's actually just impressive. That's like Kansas City Chiefs' last year territory right there. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Only the, only the uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what you're what you're doing there. Because it just speaks to the way this team is perceived by not only the books but the betting public as well. So uh, I don't. I've, I've got for me it's Murray. It's Murray State or pass. I've got to. I've got to do it. I'm not. I'm not going to bet against the Racers at home. The only time they've 
even pushed at home was a 20-point line against Edwardsville where they just uh, ended up winning by 20, and that's that's a fucking crapshoot to me. I don't I don't give a shit about that. If somebody's a 19-point favorite and they win by 18, that doesn't mean they suck you know, against the number. It, you're, you're pulling the people with like five minutes to go. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to overreact to that. But, oh, very true. I mean, Belmont could easily win the game. Of course, they're a very talented team. I think we would agree that it's not even close. These two teams are the best two teams in the Ohio Valley. Murray State's better, but they're easily the best two. I don't think it's really close, but I'm going with Murray State at home because kind of like Middle Tennessee, they're undefeated at home. So until you go in and beat them, I'm not going to assume they're going to lose. Yeah, good point. Good point indeed. Um, yeah, this is Belmont played this one at home last time and put up 60. So I'm not. I'm, I'm assuming they lost that game, by the way. Yeah, 82, 82 60. Now I'm not. Pre- I'm not. Pre- I'm not predicting a, a repeat of that. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, they've they've stepped it up offensively the last three games. I wouldn't be surprised to get them, see them get to 68, 70. I don't think that's enough. I think Murray State can take care of business. I like the over in the game. I think you'll see points. There has been a little bit of an uptick towards the over. Yeah, I do agree that Belmont offensively just had a brutal game for the first time around. I think they'll do better. I think they'll probably score 70, something around there, maybe even a little bit more. But Murray State could really push 80 here. I just think they're that good at home. Yeah, I'll take the Racers. Very good. All right, let's uh, let's take care of business here. Let's uh, let's review yesterday. See if anybody had a better day than I did. Uh, by the way, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe today, or we're all getting invaded. So, ah, uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, heard that Putin was really rushing to go to war. Stop it. Stop. Thank it. you. Stop. It. I'll be here all week. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Enjoy the crab, everybody. Um. All right. So. Let's find out how it went down yesterday. Some people that I can certainly relate to here. Uh, the people that, uh, the winners, the whiners, the happy people, the sad people, the people that took it in the shorts, and the people that took it to the bank. It's the Thursday version of Call the Cops. All right, let's uh, start it off, shall we? We'll take a look. In college basketball, of course, and uh, and we almost need to have our own uh, this own segment for just this thing happening right here. It's Florida Gulf Coast Liberty under one forty five and a half. You know how that works, kids. You capped it right. You beat it by thirteen and a half points. Except the end of regulation, it's tied sixty six to sixty six, and they didn't screw around in the OT. They put up one fifty four. You're one forty five and a half. It went. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Call the cops. And looking at hockey, if you had the Oilers plus one and a half against the Lightning, you're down one with less than a minute to go, and you know they're going to pull the goalie. You were doing pretty well, though. You just needed to last about five more seconds. Didn't happen. Tampa uh, Tampa Bay scored the empty netter with four seconds left in the game. Edmonton lost five to three. All we need is four more seconds. Come on. Come on. No, not so much at all. All we need is one pin, Rodney. You know what commercial that is? No. You ever seen that? Okay. I'll find out who's old by who remembers that in the comment section. Uh, Finally, looking at the Big Ten. If you had Wisconsin, Minnesota under 134 and a half, 132 with one second left. Hey, gopher bench, bench guy. How about trying out that fucking three-pointer? Boom! There you go. 
hey, it ends up uh, in a game that nobody cared about. The three-pointer doesn't matter. They're blowing them out. But, dude. They were not blowing them out. They won by one. Oh, that's right. They they win by one. That's right. So it's just a don't foul situation. That's right. Minnesota Wisconsin did... was up four. Minnesota that's... called the timeout with one second left anyway because yeah. Give it a shot. you got to draw up that four-point play, I guess. And Wisconsin let him shoot it. You do that curry leg kick, you get fouled on the three-pointer. You know, shit happens. I get that. I think Wisconsin was already on the bus by the time that he shot the three. <laughs> I don't think anyone was going near him. Well, surprisingly enough, I wasn't watching that game. I was, <clears throat> yeah, anyway. So it was still, it wasn't quite meaningless, but he didn't get fouled. So anyway, yeah. suck, a, suck a bag of dicks if you end the under 134 and a half. Sorry there. All right. So there was some good news. Yesterday. You had to look hard to find it, but if you, there was some good news. There were some nice, easy wins. You know who you are because you were snoozing. You were taking a little nap right there in the rocking chair. So, first one if you had UCF minus two against Cincinnati, you were in good shape. They led by 13 at the half and they won by 14. Is that. I think that's actual recording of you at like three in the afternoon, isn't it? Or maybe like, no, now it has to be later, maybe five in the afternoon. Maybe. 4.55. If you had Southern Illinois, good defense, Scott, good defense. Uh, minus yeah. minus the seven against Illinois State. Uh, Southern Illinois led by 25 at halftime. Nicely done, boys. They won by a 21. Congratulations if you had Southern Illinois minus the seven. Rocking chair for you. And the last one, if you had Northern Iowa and Indiana State over one thir- uh, 143 and a half, each half had at least 81 points. Game landed 170. That'll do, pig. That'll do. All right, let's uh, check out the uh, check out the comment section here. The Leathernecks, that's right. Uh, had the over. Love that kid from Mini. There you go. There you go. Uh, David Good uh, said Wisconsin has brats. <laughs> Did you eat? Did you eat bratwurst when you were up in Wisconsin? Did you ever have a all beef uh, Johnsonville or anything? Uh no, I did not. March Madness sneaking up three weeks away. Until March Madness had the av- avalanche, uh, took them off at the last second. Uh, thoughts on Hofstra tonight? Okay. By the way, JC gas prices might be five bucks at some point, but it's free if you hit a couple of parlays. Listen, the gas starts paying for itself if you win enough bets. Listen to Chris King, man. Yeah couple of eight-teamers, and you're never paying for gas again. <laughs> eight-teamer. Eight-teamer. Eight-teamer, man. That's that's unbelievable. Um, Yeah, I hit a 10-teamer. I've been talking about it for 30 years. Fucking, he hits like an eight-teamer, six-teamer every week. Like, you know, we call that Tuesday. Yeah, that's Tuesday over there. King household. Just parlays. Uh, John, we already covered the Belmont-Murray State game. Uh, we like Murray State, and Murray. I, look to, I, look, I look at the over also. Uh, Gonzaga future plus four fifty, great, great. No, I mean it's the same story every year. Yeah. I mean they look pretty good at a conference. They beat up on the local milkmen in the conference, <laughs> and they're going to be the one seed. I mean I, I don't really know what more you want me to say. Going to be the one seed. WCC. Going to be the one seed in the West. I was going to say though, WCC has been even worse this year because BYU might not make the tournament. They've fallen off a cliff. St. Mary's is still under the radar, pretty good. Uh, San Francisco's good. St. Mary's is a damn good team, buddy. I know, but I'm saying like nobody really follows them, and they're also beating up on the weaker teams in conference. Yep. And San Francisco's been okay, but they have a couple of questionable spots. I'm assuming they'll get into the tournament, but maybe not. 
It's the same story every year. You just pencil Gonzaga in for the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, and can they beat somebody? And that remains to be seen. You want to lay 14 with Hofstra tonight? Uh, you know, Hofstra, very prideful. I'll make that joke every time. Against, um, against the Elon Musks? I don't know. Against what, the Elon what? Musks of the world? Oh, God. My, uh, Elon, Elon's lost and failed to cover their last four. Meanwhile, Hofstra is winning basketball games, but they ain't covering. Uh, Elon, they, Elon beats uh, Wilmington the one time we backed them, and I don't think they win a game for the next year, for the rest of the year. No, that's about. Yeah, uh, that's about. Oh, they beat James Madison. Congratulations. Good for them. Yeah, Congratulations. No, no shit. Um, uh, and then Hofstra hasn't covered at home in the last four games. So I'm gonna say four, fourteen. No, no, I fucking. I hate both these teams. I gotta be. I was honest. gonna say uh, there are a lot. Hofstra blew. Attractive, yeah. Hofstra blew them the fuck out about a week and a half ago. Beat I'd him, probably go with Hofstra, but the point is there are a lot more double-digit spreads I'd rather lay than with Hofstra because Hofstra is a psycho team. Put it this way: if my luck continues, I know I'm not going to win. There's just there's just games I'd feel better about losing. <laughs> yeah. In this one. Uh man, isn't that right? Like I have I have a great start to the week, and then I have like an average Tuesday, a little bit down, and then I have a horrible Wednesday, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is I've never win again. Jesus. Oh. Well, that's what I that's what I basically said on yesterday's show was that we hit everything on Tuesday, and it's like, all right, you know how this is gonna go. Wednesday is gonna be a bit rocky. And that's pretty much how it went. So hopefully we bounce back on Thursday. Absolutely. David Goods says St. Mary's one of those uh, few division one teams in that sport that actually makes money. Uh, no football team. No no football team at St. Mary's, huh? Well, there you go. That's mm-hmm. It's a nice, little, a nice little tidbit there. That gas theory is a good one. We just need to cash more parlays. There you yeah. go. Fuck yeah. There you go. That's it. You hit a, you hit a four-teamer at once a month, you've paid for your gas. I mean, it's, that's the thing. I have a couple of futures pending, and suddenly the vacation pays for itself, you know? Do you have uh, Russia minus the points? I do not. No. I got Russia money one. Good. 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 Uh, they're a good. They're a good. They're a good fi- visiting team. They do well. They have, on, a lot of, they have a lot of numbers. They so, do well you know, on the road. They've got numbers, bud. They, they got numbers, man. Uh, Arizona eleven minus Utah at Utah. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm not even looking at it, but I uh, let me let me let me break it down here. Meanwhile, I'll let you weigh in with a more thorough look. Well, I see somebody ask uh, Magellan talking about how you can buy a Tesla. You can forget about the gas if you back Hofstra and you win. I'm not encouraging it. But then you can afford a Tesla by fading the Elon Musks. I don't know what more you want. But anyway, Arizona uh, minus 11 against Utah. I mean, I mentioned my thoughts about the Pac-12 in the past. I think the Pac-12 is a bunch of psycho teams. But Arizona, I might have just caught them on a bad day against UCLA because they've killed people. (laughs) I mean, this team just boat races opponents. I got to go with Arizona, don't I? I think so. Um I'm trying to find out any reason why I wouldn't do that, but I'm not seeing it. Um, this Utah team has been pretty much underwhelming most of the season, if not all of the season. So, yeah, for me, it's for me, it's Arizona pass, even even on the road. And you know how much I, you know how much I love uh, laying points on the road in uh, conference games. But I'd say let let's be a little bit generous towards utah's defense let's say utah gives up 78 okay are we sure utah gets to 68 nope nope so i can't take utah that's like best case scenario 78 like arizona can come out and score 90 and nobody would be surprised either yeah that's a uh 
and Utah's got some injuries they're dealing with. So, uh, yeah, Brandon Carlson is uh, uh, beat him by eighteen about a month ago. Didn't cover though. <laughs> Line was nineteen. Fuck off. <laughs> In Arizona, seven and two on the road, straight up and ATS. Utah could keep it close for a little bit, but Arizona, I just think has another gear, mm-hmm. and Utah just doesn't have it. So if Arizona does sleepwalk, then Utah will be close. If Arizona wants to make a statement, if they want to actually, you know, show out, they can win by twenty-five. There you go. Uh, where are you talking about, JC Stone? Weed sports betting and concealed carry paradise. Arizona, state of Arizona. Oh, okay. Now, see in Missouri, if you uh, and I think this is, I don't know if this is nationwide or maybe just Missouri. If you if you have a uh, a legal weed card, you can't have a uh, concealed carry license. Really? Yep. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Weird. And 120 degrees in July. That's right. I'll pass on the concealed. It's a, it's a, it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. You know what? So is an oven. Nobody's fucking. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's fucking spending the spring in there. It is brutal. It is. I, I told you this before when I went down to spring training in, uh, in like in March, and you get up at 10 in the morning and you can that feel that sun feels like it's about eight feet away. It is walking across the street in Las Vegas when it was 114 was mm-hmm. definitely an endeavor. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the same kind of thing. So, a couple of things we want to talk about here. So let's uh, let's get to it. Um, as far as other things that happened yesterday, um, let me get everything set up here, man. Sorry, we're back and forth. All right. Oh yeah, we have to talk about this because I had the I had the over in this game. That's there's you want to talk about how indicative uh, Mount Saint Marys will will ass punch Sacred Heart. Okay, thanks, Carrot. Ass punch, Scott. That's yeah. that's not good. That's not good at all. So let's find out why. Indeed, once again, we're not mad. We're not. We're not guys that get mad, but we are just a little bit disappointed. Okay, so I'll take this one. If you were playing the Evansville Loyola Chicago game last night, well, if you were on Loyola Chicago. Congratulations, you covered. I don't know what your number was. You covered it because I think it was twenty and a half. Evansville came out in the first half and they put up nineteen. And you say, well, that's not ideal. Uh, I had the over in that game, by the way, it was a system play. I didn't, and uh, and so um, Evansville said, you know what, nineteen that seems like way too many points for us. So they come out the second half and they put up twelve. A dozen, Scott. They end up with 31 points. And no, that's not a Stat Fox misprint. That's for real. Uh, they lose by 51 points, do the Purple Aces. 51 points. So they don't get to the over. But uh, Loyola Chicago certainly covered. What the fuck, dude? 31 points? Come on. What are we doing? Uh, we know Evansville's a bad offensive team. We've mentioned it time and time again. 31. At least average one point per minute. Get you to forty, you know. You, you gotta at yeah. least try to put the ball in the basket. Yep, can't get it. Can't get a uh, can't get a point a minute. Seventeen seventy seven memorabilia says Duke at fourteen to one when the ACA uh, when the AC uh, when the NCAA is a good bet because you can hedge in the tournament. Yeah, um, as as you know, I believe it was actually Magellan who mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about Duke potentially to win the tournament, and then we said. Virginia might be live in the game, and then Virginia beat Duke outright. 
The main reason why I'm not a big fan of this Duke team is I don't think the bench is any good. And I feel like if Bonchero or really just any of their best scorers have an off night, they don't really have many alternatives. Their bench is atrocious. So even though Duke, of course, has talent in their starting five, they really seem to let teams hang around in mm-hmm. most of their games. Yep. Like they bar- they lost to Florida State. They barely beat Wake Forest at home. They've had- I know Wake Forest has been an okay team this season, but Duke, for me, the question is, do I think they can piece together a consistently solid two-plus weeks in a row in March? No. I don't. I don't think they're good enough. No. I mean, they might they might be able to get you to the second weekend. Yeah. You know, I think it, they're certainly expected to get to the second. What, do, what is Duke on the three line now? I haven't even looked. I've looked up. I've looked at Lenardi for certain teams, but I haven't looked at him like overall. Uh, you looking at it? You know what it is? Duke on the th- on the three line. Uh, no, I do not know okay. what that is. But right. uh, my, oh, I know Summer mentioned a team that I'm kind of interested in. Okay, mentioned Kentucky. Kentucky is a team that's starting to win me over. Now, they would have been better if Sharp was able to play this season. He officially was ruled ineligible for the season, so he's he was supposed to come back top 10 prospect, and now he's not going to provide the firepower Kentucky would have gotten for a tournament run. But any time that you're going to dominate on the glass in any game you're in, which Kentucky is because Shigwe is the favorite to win player of the year, I got to be tempted. Kentucky seems like they have a squad, but based on Calipari's history, what is that, an Elite Eight loss? Yeah. A Final Four loss. Yep. But I do like that Kentucky team a lot, though. I think they're very good. David Good says NCAA championship should be determined by coaches who punch best. Coach K looks weak. If you want to go by the punch theory, I'm taking UConn. Because Hurley's a guy who will put everything he has into a punch or two. He'll do it. He's not going to throw one of those open hand slaps like Jawan Howard did. Oh, he's going to clock you and then pump up the crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's ready to go. If he's next time, he's going to make him. He's going to get his money's worth for that tee. That, that's what I'm saying to you. So, but the thing about the call, with the NCAA tournament, just to go through the teams here, Gonzaga's the best team. Am I betting them plus four fifty? Hell no, I'm not betting them at plus four fifty. I think Kentucky. Uh, I mean, if you like, if you like Gonzaga, that's a good number. If you like Gonzaga, it's good. But we've had this discussion the whole year. You could have just taken them preseason when they beat UCLA by like, or when they beat UCLA by thirty in like the second game of the season, and you could have got them at like six to one. So I, I mean, yeah, Gonzaga's the best team, but we've seen it time and time again. Do you trust few to finally win the big one? No, I don't at plus four fifty. So. I think Gonzaga should be in the Final Four, but you want to go down the actual teams. I think Kentucky's definitely live at nine to one. Arizona, I find extremely interesting because I really don't know what to think of that team. Because Arizona, talent wise, is arguably the best team in the country. Like they're insanely talented, but they go so fast offensively that so many of their shots are just such a low quality because they kind of follow like a nine, like a 10 seconds or less rule, you know, they're like it. They're like the old, uh, like the old Citadel offense that they, that they ran a couple seasons ago. They will chuck it. So I do think Arizona shot selection wise, they couldn't maybe get upset 
but I like that team. My sleeper team to make a somewhat deep run. Auburn. Is, I was going to say Texas Tech. <laughs> I, don't, I really like that Texas Tech team. I don't hate that. And offensively, they do have issues, and they also have a rookie coach. They just kill people, Texas Tech. They bend people to their will. I really like that Red Raider team. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're a good solid team. They could come out of they could come out of the Big 12 and surprise people again like they did two uh well, I would say two years ago. Two years ago it was canceled, so three years ago. But I gotta see what that number is. But every time I watch that Texas Tech team, I'm impressed. Um I'm looking. I don't even They're probably gonna be in the twenties. I'm missing them. I swear to God, dude, I can't find it. I see 25 to 1 on DraftKings. Very nice. I don't mind it. I mean, Texas Tech, if if they can find ways to consistently score, hell, 70? Oh, I've got them at 28. There it is. I found them. Yeah. I was going to say, if they can find a way to score 70 points in a game, yeah. they're winning that game like 90% of the time because defensively, they just crush you. I I'd rather put it this way. I'd rather play Texas Tech than I would Auburn. Auburn is a team that I've watched time and time again. They didn't cover against Old Miss yesterday. I believe we had that. I just don't think Auburn is consistent enough to make a deep run. But you have any thoughts on Kansas? Um, the state or the team? The team. No. Um, lovely state this time of year. Well, you know, unfortunately, they don't they don't get to play K State in every tournament game. So this is a team that is pretty consistently underperformed in the in the big dance. I don't see anything that I especially like about this team. They've they've okay. they've worked their inside game pretty well. I still uh, I don't love their guard play. Um, and that's, I'm just asking because we know they're in good form lately, but we've seen this movie before. Yeah, I, again, I'm not getting involved in them. I, if I was going to play a Big Twelve team, I'd probably play Baylor or I'd play Texas Tech before I'd play before I'd play KU. Somebody said I, I liked Purdue. Bronco Devils said I liked Purdue until recently. Man, I've gone through. It's like it's like dating a crazy girl with me and Purdue. I mm-hmm. I loved them, then I hated them, then I loved them, and then yeah, then I hate them again. David Goodson. Matt Painter will single handedly prevent any any way that they can win. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Uh, problem problem with Duke they're not any seniors, veteran players. Yeah, that's and that's the problem with a lot of squads. You know, with the the one and duns or the two and duns, whatever. You don't have a lot of veteran leadership, and that's. Sometimes you see teams like the mid-major teams make deep runs, and you know it's an all-senior team. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's a very important thing when it comes to that time of year. Um, okay, you so, know what? You know which player does give senior leadership to his team, though. Um, is it Timmy? Timmy, yeah, yeah. Well done, you got it. <laughs> Thanks, bravo. Uh, all right, so we promised to talk about a little NBA, Scott. We got the NBA back. We got what seven games tonight, so. Uh, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about that. You know, we, we talked about you, you said you were on a show earlier today. You had to give out your favorite dog and you looked at, you looked at Detroit catching six from Cleveland. You don't hate that, right? I like that number, especially with Garland and with Levert being out. It seems like a pretty good spot to catch points. Of course, they're backing Detroit, but this is really a very good spot to back Detroit. And if you don't think it's worth backing, then you're probably never back in Detroit for the rest of the season. Never backing. Don't even come sniffing around next time because there'll be no next time. Yeah. Um. Somebody was asking about. Uh, well, you mentioned the dog part. If you want to go really nuts for an underdog, do it. Do it. Oklahoma City. Do it. I, I don't mind it. Thunderstruck. Yeah. Uh, Shay Shay Gilders Alexander's back, 
So that definitely helps. Of course, they're missing Dort, but Dort. now you still have Shea with a Giddy. But you're looking at the Suns. I think they're the best team in the league. I got a lot of features on them. However, it's the first game without Chris Paul. And I have to wonder if Phoenix is going to struggle with no Paul, no Cameron Payne. So you have a third string point guard leading your offense. I don't think they should be lying 10. That line seems a bit absurd on the road. But no Dort. You... No Dort. I like Dort too. But I think you'd agree with Chris Paul being out and with the front court depth issue for Phoenix. Do you really want to lay 10 on the road? No. No, I, I don't. don't. Again, they're going to have to adjust without Chris Paul. Am I the only one that hears Dort and immediately thinks of Klatu, Barada, Nick too? Do you know what that is? I know what that is. I... I mean that could be you. Okay, <laughs> it could be. I don't, I don't know. It could be just me. Hey, somebody asking about UAB minus fifteen. Ah, uh, goddamn! This is a this is a, a good UAB team that plays a lot of uh, that doesn't play much defense. Very very prolific offense. Going up against UTSA, they're so bad. <laughs> UTSA, they, they're so terrible. They really are. They've been they've uh, been okay at home as far as covering the number goes. They're two and thirteen in conference play, so it's not pretty. UAB blew them out last time, fifteen. Yeah, this is that time of year we go. Well, that's a really tall number, and it's also the time of year when teams are blowing them the fuck out. So, yeah, eh, UAB or pass. I did an article on this game for Statsalt. Uh, I liked UAB in the over. Over has gone up like two and a half points. I just think the pace is going to be there. I like UAB team total over. Yeah, that's I mean, UAB. UAB underratedly like top. 50 offense in terms of efficiency in the country mm -hmm. and UTSA is like bottom 30. They can't on defense. They can't stop anybody. They gave up 95, I believe to La tech last game. I know it was on the road and all UAB should really walk into 80 and change. Gotta think so. I gotta like the team total over there too. So what do you, so let me, so what do you, what do you get in there at 149 or 74, 74 and a half, 70. So uh, looking at uh, 83. That's a little low team total. Okay. Uh, J.C. Stone says, won't Booker, uh, won't Booker be chucking it up tonight versus OKC? Well, that's my, that's my yeah. point. I, I feel like Booker's the only guy they have. Yep. And you can make an argument that, you know, who does Oklahoma City have? And that's fair. But if your offense goes so heavily through Chris Paul, and now he's not there, and let's say Booker ends up going for a bit of an off night. Let's say Booker has 30. You know, not that efficient, still drops 30. You think they cover 10? No, that's the, I don't. No, that's the thing. I, I I would think even a better play would be play first half as they try to figure it out without Chris Paul. Um, somebody, <laughs> Summer Sweat said, I hope Durant comes back soon so I can get shorter lines when fading the Nets. Oh, <laughs> uh, Boston, Scott. They were red hot. They lost their last game before the All-Star break. They'd won nine in a row before that. Uh, against BKN tonight. Brooklyn catching nine. That's up from whatever the fuck it was. Six and a half, seven. Um, I might have even opened or might have even opened better than that. Can Brooklyn do anything to get in front of Boston? I know you 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 like to play look at look at the lineups for tonight. And it's not a pretty game when you look at that Nets lineup. You know, any hope for your home team there, buddy? Not really. Uh the first time that they played, or I should say the most recent time they played. It was the largest bet I ever made mm. on the Celtics. Right. And they won by 35. Like, they just killed them. Yeah. I yeah. think the biggest loser in this game is TNT. 
because TNT has to broadcast both of those games involving the Celtics and the Nets, which is just a disaster for ratings. But you can make an argument the Nets will look better because Seth Curry is now there, Drummond's now there, whatever. But this team is so bad, just based on the actual talent. Yep. They got they lost by double digits to the Wizards the last time out at home. I want to make a case for the Nets in a revenge spot. I can't do it. Yep. I, I got to go with Boston. They at least have uh, talent. I'll take the Celtics. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think a little bit of the value is gone. You start getting up in, yeah. the, in the nine range, that gets a little sketchy for me. Um, I would have been I would have been involved at six and a half or seven. Uh, I'm probably not going to get involved at nine. Yep. But I'm I got, looking at maybe a Nets team total under. Yeah. Oh, I'm no. just not sure how they get to 100. That's a good point. Uh, Chicago taking on the Hawks. Now, this game has uh, actually come down a little bit. Scott, have you got it, have you got it at three? I see it mostly three, three and a half. Um, no, I don't see any. I don't see any injury news that would cause that to happen. What do you think here? Well, my play of the day was on the over. I got it at two thirty-four and a half. I believe it's two forty. So we we better win this damn bet. I mean, you'd be at a six-point line move. I hope for the sake of the over, we can cash it. But yep, I'm I'm gonna go with Chicago. Yeah. I mean, everything's telling you that Atlanta's probably gonna play well because of how the line's been moving. Chicago's at home and they got Levine back. John Collins probably out for Atlanta. Yeah, but John Collins is definitely I mean, out. I mean, like I ha- I kind of have to like Chicago here, but I still like the over. The first two meetings landed exactly two forty eight. I don't know how the line opened up at two thirty four and a half, but I said thank you very much and I took it. I think each of these teams gets to one twenty, so I like an over. I think Chicago potentially gets to one thirty. It's Chicago or pass for me, but I do like the over. Maybe not so much. Not maybe not as much now. But I hope for our sake we cash it because we beat a huge line move on that one. Uh, Brad, we talked about MTSU. We both like it against Marshall. Uh, the only caveat there, you have to worry about Marshall getting hot from three because they'll shoot a shit ton of them. But yeah. uh, MTSU has been very good at home. So we're, we're riding them there against that number. And last game we're going to look at here, Scott, Memphis on the road where they have been outstanding 21-8 against the number. Uh, heading up against Minnesota, which has been a decent team, uh, both at home for 15 and 13. Uh, and this month, February, they're six and three on the season. Uh, I'm, I'm not stepping in front of this, uh, this Grizzlies team. I'm sorry. Any thoughts there? I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to step in front of this Memphis team. Okay. And I feel like it's one of those trap lines as well. You see one and a half with Memphis and you're just going, I get Who fell asleep at the wheel. Yep. But the home team's 3-0 and mm-hmm. in the three meetings this season. The real interesting play here for me is the total in this one. I actually like the under. And I'm really not sure why the total is around 239-240. See, for the, for the Bulls game, I get it. Because the first two meetings landed 248. Like, that makes sense. All right. You look at the first three meetings this season, and the first game landed in the 240s or 250. Not 243. Range, but that, that went to overtime. Okay. So that went under in regulation. Second game went to 233, and the third game wasn't close either. I, I don't really know why this totals at 240. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the last game was probably the most indicative, and that landed 224. You, I like the under. You got the game back in November where it was where it landed uh, 233, but 
Memphis lost by forty three. So I think, I think it was thirty eight. I think we're gonna no. It was it was it was it was uh it was it, it thirty. It was one thirty. It was one thirty eight to ninety five. Was the final score? I think I thought it was one thirty three, but it doesn't matter. Point is they got buried, yep. but. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those spots where if you're going to have two huge totals of 240 and one of them have had the first two games fly over and the other one has three games in regulation that went under by a couple of points, I don't know why this total is so high. Yep. Got Booker over. I'm not going to take the under on Booker. I mean, the thing is, I feel like if you like Phoenix in this game to cover – I don't, but if you do, just parlay it with Booker over because the only way they're going to cover this number is if Booker goes for like 35. I think you'd agree with that. Yep, there's no other way around that, man. Um, okay, well that's uh, that's about that's about a uh, a wrap here for today. I got to put one more point in here. We still got I've still got an Arkansas State left over. Hang on, let me change that out, and then we'll be good. All I know is that for the actual spread in that Minnesota game. Memphis, of course, it looks like the obvious play. It looks a little too trappy for me. So I'll look for Minnesota, but that, that total does seem a bit high. I ain't falling for no banana in the tailpipe, man. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying to you. All right, here we go. Let's get ready to do it, my friend. We uh, Time to start a new streak. Had, had a decent week, but we did go down in flames last night with, uh, with the Red Wolves of Central Arkansas. I've never, I've never seen a Red Wolf. No, no, you didn't see any scoring last night, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's see what we got cooked up for today. You guys know what time it is. It is time to put on those overalls. Adjust your straw cap, climb aboard your John Deere, get out your car keys with that lucky rabbit's foot, and fire that motherfucker up because it's time once again. <laughs> we came up with this today. It's going to work better when we win, but I'm going to say it now because I'll forget it. It's time to unleash. We got a name for him. It's the Cash Cow, Scott. Get ready to bet the farm. What say you, Cash Cow? <laughs> All right, here we go. Scott, what do we got cooked up for today? So we skipped the game in the NBA, and it involves one of the best teams in the league, and we're going to back them. We're going to take the Warriors, minus a 9.5 to come out and play against the Trailblazers. This is the third meeting of the season. Golden State won the first two meetings by 10-plus points. Portland's projected starting lineup is not very good. <laughs> You got Anthony Simons, who has been very solid. You have Ellerby, you have Josh Hart, you have Justice Winslow, and you have Watford. And the reason why the lineup is so poor is because, of course, Lillard is injured. Nurk has just got ruled out for a month, so he's out. And Covington, McCollum, and Powell all got traded. So this might be a bottom three starting lineup in the league. It's an absolute mess. And I think Golden State could very easily win this game by 20. And to go through some efficiency numbers, Golden State ranks tied for eighth in offense efficiency. Portland ranks 19th. And in defense, Golden State ranks first. And Portland ranks tied for 26th. Portland really should get buried if Golden State tries at all on this game. We think they will first game out of the break. Give us the Warriors to win by double digits. There you go. Back on the train here with Bet the Farm, so that'll do it. For our Bet the Farm play, big fans of the Warriors tonight. Get your get your bottles out and clink them on your fingers as the Warriors play and cover that number. That's going to do it for the show for this Thursday. Once again, we thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget to stop by 
And check us out each and every day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And tomorrow, we'll be doing our NASCAR show with Chris King, the one and only. Maybe I'll have some NASCAR parlays for us. Fuck, that'd be cool. Uh, we'll be doing that about uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So stay tuned and check that out as well. You guys have a great day. Good luck on all of your plays. Once again, thanks for joining us. Come back tomorrow and see us as Scott and I will once, ad- once again do our very best to help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. <laughs>